right. One, two, three. Nailed it. I realized it was only you two because Ellie and I did not clap. Oh, Jay and I nailed that. Let's go. <laughs> Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy with the video, Babo Juan, Mix and Toby with Ella. So maybe we'll have a interruption-free episode, but probably not, knowing them. Matthew, Jay, and welcome to the studio, Ellie. Hi, Al. A podcast debutante. And and she's joining us because we're going to talk about stuff. And yeah, she's joining us not on an interview today, but on... Uh, she's, a part of, she's a part of the... She is on the team, panel. Breezy. Yes. The she thing. is on the team. That's, what I would, that's where I was going. Thank you for, uh, for helping me work that out. Um, all right, boys uh, and girls, we are here to talk about um, something a little bit... It's the, it's the part of the season that I hate the most. It sucks. It's the part, yes, it does. Saying goodbye. Yeah. Um, but instead of dwelling on it and being sad, um, which will maybe be a little bit sad, we, as mm-hmm. this podcast has done the past few years, are going to emphasize happy moments and happy memories. So, Matthew, I'm going to let you start with the list. Give us some some stats maybe, some highlights, and then we're each going to share moments that we haven't talked about these in advance. So we might have some of the same ones for each player. Do you want uh, all the players and some stats, or do you want one player Let's at go time? one at a time. Okay. Let's start off with uh, Jung Woo So. Played one season this year. Uh, played in 17 matches. That includes uh, the open preseason games. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was a part of a team. I, I If you played 45 minutes or whatever, uh, I still gave it to you. He was a part of five clean sheets okay. uh, as, as a defender playing almost exclusively just right back. Um, I think that is the rule, by the way. I think it's 45 minutes. If you start. If you start and play at least 45, I think you get a clean sheet. Anyway, uh, that's I, how we do I it. I don't care. Um, so, yeah, let's start with Jung Woo. Man, I'll, I'll start here. Um, my So a couple different things. First of all, it was really, really cool to see a guy make the team out of open tryouts. Yes. Um, that was going to be what I was going to bring up. So, like, that was the coolest part. Um, it was also such a big deal and I um, to have him play the first, like, six games of the um, – of the season slash preseason because right back is the position we had all the injuries possible in yep. and he just played uh, and provided valuable minutes and a lot of wins uh, right off the bat. Any specific moments from y'all? I mean, I think echoing his stepping up um, with that was a really tough position when you have so many injuries and having to step up in a season where, you know, we really, really needed it, and having him there was was really awesome. And the confidence he had to come from open tryouts, and then step into that space where you know you have players who are established, but then you have injuries, and so you have to kind of at a moment's notice fill in. Uh, I, I would say that that I would one hundred percent agree with that. The, the fact that uh, he was able to fill in a space shows that we should continue to include different things like tryouts and getting players from different parts of the game to be able to come play for us because it's just another like it's just proof that we should keep doing it absolutely which I'm excited about 100 percent. i don't know if matt will ever score a goal at a tryout again but i know that no. those are still lord willing no 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 <laughs> it didn't happen i'm lying he didn't actually do that so. thank you exactly it never happened what about you um I just want to like go through the list of games uh, early in the season that he played in. So 40, the first 45 minutes against Atlanta United, 
uh, the first 45 minutes. Against, what a first game to make your know, debut right? in. Right. Professional debut against Atlanta. I mean, I, to be fair, they're not that good. We tied them 3-3, <laughs> and they were lucky to be 3-3. But, um, but at the time, it felt like a really big game. Playoff, uh, playoffs in MLS and everything. Yeah, Atlanta United, uh, he played the first 45 against one Knoxville, uh, the first 60 against Huntsville City. Uh, and then he started and, and went 90 in the Gold Star season opener, started and went 90 in the U.S. Open Cup game in Des Moines, Iowa, and then went 45 uh, at Albion uh, before we saw the return of Colin Stripling, who very much took the took the position, took the position over from there. Uh, although that actually one of the best games that that Jung played this season was uh, right after the U.S. Open Cup game in Birmingham. The squad immediately goes to uh, Michigan to play, and and Jung's not like the most like physical, imposing type player, right? He's very, very different from 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 Colin in that kind of regard. Mm-hmm. And I thought he had a, a marvelous game at Michigan, and um, dealt with dealt with the physicality very well. Uh, played within himself. I thought he was. I thought he was just fantastic, and. Uh, I mean, that's one of, we saw him a few more times, you know, some some friendly games and a couple more times in the league, uh, especially once once Colin got injured again. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll remember I'll remember some of those early games where you know we're down to our third, our third right back, and arguably kind of our fourth because you know we had been playing a, a guy in Tom Marriott in preseason uh, a lot of times at that kind of right back role uh, to fill in and then. I guess Tom's uh, visa situation never got sorted out in time for us to to, to move on or whatever, and and so like, kind of Jung just gets thrown into it. And there you go, and I thought he did really well. So I'll I'll, I'll miss him. It, it would have been fun if we had been around Anissa for another year. I'd like to see what what he could have done, uh, and maybe a, a slightly more expanded role. If, if Nisa survives, I hope he gets a spot. I think I think he'll. He'll yeah, he become a starter somewhere in Nisa. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I would have loved to see that too, but thank God that's not happening. Yeah, either. thank God we're not staying in Nisa. <laughs> you want to move on to the next So, Jung Wusso, thank you, dude. Um, thank you for your service. Thank you for, for representing us with pride and, and representing us well. And wherever you go, once a blue, always a blue. We can't wait to see uh, where you go. Matthew, who's next? Let's move on to uh, <laughs> Let's move on to Lenny Lopez. One season this year. Uh, six goals, one assist in 23 matches. Ellie, I'll let you go first. Okay, my favorite memory is after one of is after I think the first game he played in. His parents came to the bar after, and we gave him his chant. Oh, the first home game, yeah. Yeah, and I remember his mom pulling out her phone, and I remember him just. You could see how embarrassed he was that his mom is filming <laughs> him walking up to the bar while all of the the fans are chanting for him and like being really like humble and being like thank you but you could see the like mom one of the greatest chants we've ever written and it's not even close or not actually not even close he that is in the top tier and that tier does not have a lot uh, there's a big space below that um there's a couple other songs I'm sure we could go through. Yeah, that, but that's not getting reused so for just good. anybody. No. <laughs> that one's taking a season off at minimum, maybe two seasons off. Which honestly, I, I think that's a huge compliment to, to Lenny. 
that like number one the chant that the song's a banger and number two that the song's getting retired temporarily absolutely absolutely jay what about your top lenny moment i don't think i have a top moment per se but i will say that the the one thing i'll miss the most about him is like he passes the vibe check so oh yeah (laughs) so so fast the moment you meet him you're like well shit you're a nice dude you're cool you're hilarious so he just and on the field he had like just checked that vibe nice checkbox, dude. 100%. Coin felt right for that. Like, yeah, he just, yeah, yeah. he was all, and like his athleticism coming off the bench, like he was such a different look, but he could play out wide a little bit. He could play in a two. He could play in place of Marcus. And I always loved, last year we did not have an, inf- Lenny was not really an enforcer, but like he's so much bigger and different and yeah. younger and like just different than Marcus that like you'd see Marcus start getting beat up at the end of games by frustrated center backs, especially if we were winning. And then you brought in Lenny and you know, tried they that shit with they Lenny doing that. They, yeah. yeah. They, that's just a whole new, like, yeah, it was a whole new wrinkle and I loved it. Um, my top moment was him scoring on his first ever professional touch. Damn you for stealing that from me. Uh, I thought you might be going there. So I figured I'd steal it before, before you got there. Um, so Matthew and I went out to San Diego and, uh, he comes in for his first one and like, if, literally his first touch to make it five nothing i mean he's on the field I, I think he gets subbed on for the corner kick and it's not a direct corner but it's a recycled corner and then just like there he is boom goal it was a great it was a great capper on a great day uh and the way like everybody mobbed him uh was really really cool he uh yes. he's got a, he's got a pretty good story like even jean came all the way up from gold yeah, yeah, yeah. no one yeah he's he's got a really good story lenny does uh because like He's tried out and tried out and tried out and tried out uh, for for pro, pro clubs for like it was like a, a full year at that point. I think he was in in camp with Tormenta last year, but didn't actually make the team uh, and kept going on trials and kept kept doing things, just trying to get a chance. And I think he actually I think he actually played against us uh, for the the Charlotte FC MLS Next Pro like the end of the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ways that that we kind of got a first look at him. Uh, was that game um yeah so like just I, I love it when i love it when players just work relentlessly hard and 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 keep trying it and keep not giving up and then when they like especially in that one moment where he scores on his first touch like where you just take the the chance when it finally comes to you and yeah i think that's a i think it's just such an awesome thing and and i'll definitely i'll definitely miss the vibes and the way like you Not know chick. he was he was absolutely unreal when we're chasing a game and needed to put on a second striker and do something like that like it was just it was it was fun lenny i can't wait to see what you do man thank you for always passing the vibe check for representing us well and uh you know can't yeah. all once a blue always a blue can't wait to see where you go all I right i won't lie like specifically for us as a club and how community oriented we are passing the vibe check is pretty important it's very important and honestly like and this is no it, offense it, to anybody it, else not everyone passes the vibe check yeah like and he passes it. Like he's actually he kind of sets the vibe check. Yeah. Whenever him agree. and Sebastian, after every game, when they would come in yeah. between the two of them, whenever they came in, whatever was going on, those two dudes had the whole vibe uh, kind of set for everybody. Yeah. Okay. You want to move on to the next one? Matt? Yeah. Let's move on to Mataya Mwape. Uh, one season in 2023, five goals, seven assists in 31 matches, and uh, five and five in the league. Jay, why don't you take this one first? My favorite moment was when he eviscerated that dude's ankles. Oh, you, which one, you ask me? Multiple people. Um, specifically on the right wing and down in the corner whenever he gets the ball and he turns and takes position and runs at a guy. That's my favorite. 
hundred percent. I I love seeing that. Michigan moved Andres Chalbo to right wing to make him literally the furthest place possible away from left back because he was never allowed to play left back again after giving up after literally dying at Finley Stadium at the hands of Montaya Mwape. Yeah. Always, always really fun to watch him just absolutely shred grass. It's, just, it's a lot of fun. His feet move really fast. Ellie? I, I'm really partial to his chant. The chant that we have for him and getting to use that in stadium was really, really fun. Um, I don't know. I just thought it just as much as Lenny Lopez's chant had everyone rocking. We used that one a lot because did, he was tearing he was, up. Yes, exactly. I mean, just incredible. We used that one, I think, the most after Marcus this mm-hmm. year between big moments and like the, I don't know if he was second in goals or if he was third in goals, but I think he was probably, he had to have been second in goals at Finley Stadium because we used that chance so much. Yeah. And it was, for anyone who doesn't know, it was an old McDonald. Uh, it was it was to old McDonald because Mutai Mwape is one of the best names, or best nicknames rather, in soccer that we've had in a long time, maybe ever, is Mumu. What a good nickname. Uh, yeah. And a Mumu here and a Mumu. It's just so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. So my, my top moment is after his backflip celebration, like there's a lot of good moments of him absolutely that I agree with you guys, but like just his backflips and then seeing his little, uh, his little kid on the field after games, those are the two things that like, um, yeah, I'll miss. He, he passes the vibe check after goals. He's the most, he does not pass like, and I mean this with love, does not pass the vibe check at CBC, right? He doesn't have that. Like, you know, he's just like super sweet and unassuming. Uh, he doesn't light up the room by like being a big personality like somebody else might be. But on the field, he has the exact opposite. He is that big personality. Mm-hmm. When he hits a round off back handspring after a goal, I man. I was ready to say something about whatever, whatever that. I was going to say. Back handspring, back flip, flip, whatever I was it is. say a flippity doo dah, but yeah. yeah. perfect. It just. <laughs> it passes that vibe check, baby. Oh, um, man. Flippity doo dah. Flippity doo dah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm never calling it anything else. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's a scientific technical name for it. Matthew, you got anything specific from Mattia? Uh I think about uh I think about some of those uh those early goals that he scored. Uh no, he scored two goals. Curlers. Scored two goals against Gold Star in the first regular season game of the year. Both assisted by Taylor Gray, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that is that is actually correct. Um no, he was just he was just a an absolute spark and um and and there were there were days where when when Mumu when Mumu was on, like we were untouchable. Yeah. Yes. Uh and and, and something that's really that's really good about Mumu and, and something that I think who whoever gets him next will really appreciate is that he came very well regarded as a human being from both Tormenta and Richmond, uh, his, his kind of two previous clubs. And I think we'll give him that exact same review. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't say, I, I can't say nicer things about him. Uh, it was wonderful to have him and his family here. Uh, you know, I, I think this year, especially we were a much more, not necessarily older per se, but we were a much more mature team for sure. I mean like seven dudes had kids, right? I think we added two in, during the season. Um, something like that. Like it was just, he was playing, he was playing for, for the club and for the city and, and for himself and in, in his own career, but he was also playing for his family. And I think they just add something just a little bit different to, to guys. And yeah, I, 
happy he happy was, trails. He was planning to put food on the table. Yeah, yeah. and not and L- a lunch pail guy. Yeah, yeah, a lunch pail guy. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, that was straight off one of my favorite podcasts. Sorry, they always talk about <laughs> like grinders like that who just like kind of put their head down and just like do the work. He can hit a backhand spring, but most of the time he's head down grinding. Yeah, I love that for sure. Uh, next, I know is Ali Jaimes. Matthew, tell us about Ali. Ali Jaimes, uh, two seasons, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Uh, one goal, one assist in 26 matches. Uh, he was, I mean... Almost he, all of those matches being last year. Yeah, he had he had some serious injury issues this year uh, that caused him to get shut down for a few months, had surgery, uh, had worked worked his way back, um, back to being available for selection, I think, for, for most... For, for the ending part of the year. Um, but he was just further down on the pecking order. And um, coming off a serious injury. Don't yeah, know where he was yeah, physically. It's just, it's just yeah. tough to... Especially in that midfield, uh, I mean, if you think about, it, he played in, in midfield really all all last year, and you've got Richard, you've got Alex, and we had Luis Garcia Sosa and Beto before Beto's uh, injury. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a hard midfield to break through, especially when you're coming back from injury. Um, Ale for me, <laughs> I remember two things: it, 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 it's his, his assist and his goal. Uh, his oh. What? Shocking. One goal, one assist. You remember both of them? Well, here's the thing. He stole a goal off Marcus Nylstead last year at Rochester. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Which is Which would have given Marcus 20 in the league, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> just just like, you know, like and and here's the thing, like who cares because that might be the only like 0.99 xg chance in history. You know what I mean? Yeah, cuz the ball's going in. It was like literally the on the line and yes. he just like taps it in. It was so good. Uh, and then I, I don't I don't know if you guys remember, but he scored the or he he assisted for Marcus in the Atlanta United game at the beginning of the season. Yep. I I thought he came into a, a, the year with a new look and he looked like he'd taken a real step forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's it's a, a shame. Injuries yeah. derailed it. Uh, he didn't play a lot of minutes this year. I don't know if you guys have particular memories from from this year or last that you want to share. All I so I remember when he was first announced, I was just moving back home from North Carolina. Um, and I saw that he had gone to school at NC State and I was so excited to meet him. And I didn't end up for whatever reason, didn't end up talking to him about it until like the very last match last season. And I just remember how awesome it was to like he was the first player that I think I actually like walked up to and was like, Hey, like I'm I'm this person who's a big fan of your team and like you're really awesome like you play really well I'm really excited that you play for the club and we ended up talking about North Carolina and I was like okay like it's really really awesome to like have that really awesome first interaction um oh yeah so nice. super super nice guy that's awesome mine would just be getting to watch him and Damien play on the same side every now and then and be confused who was who that, but also the yes. very the their interchangeability in play. They had very similar styles, so I always enjoyed because and and he can be like a bit of a bruiser sometimes, like for a little guy for sure. Yeah, when we need like a physical touch in the midfield, I just remember that about him and and seeing them whenever they played together. And were they wearing like a, a they wearing a similar number? Yeah, like I remember so many people being like, 
who is because and then similar <laughs> hair like they're similar stature similar haircut at the time like yeah they're just tricky little one twos and like i really liked the little intricate way they played yeah they, for sure they song. played they did play well together um i will i'll tell a quick story so number one if you want to listen to ali Jaime's story uh last year we interviewed him and chris bermudas on episode 85 um wow that's a lot of episodes ago we're in the, in the 150s now which is wild um quick ali Jaime story that i can tell i don't believe i've told it on this podcast um i saw him at a highland park commons during the season last season and he was like he was um i saw him on the field but he didn't know i saw him on the field and uh so he was definitely playing during the season at highland park commons playing pickup but then he saw me and then like but we kind of like make eye eye contact kind of didn't and then i kept walking and then like next time i next i saw him like i don't know a minute later um he was like not on the field and then he was like, I can't find my keys. Hey, has anybody seen my keys? Oh, yeah, I'm just here watching my girlfriend play. Uh, like, he was definitely, like, loves ball so much. He was out there playing at HPC when he when he definitely shouldn't have been, yeah. quote, unquote. Uh, which I, number one, I didn't tell anybody. And if I've told on this podcast, I hope I haven't. Um, I don't think I did ever told it on this podcast. But uh, I, it was a really endearing moment to me because, number one, nothing bad happened, right? He didn't get hurt. He was just whatever. And number two, I some NBA players, I found out, have, like, clauses in their contract that are, like, uh, love of the game contract clauses meaning they are allowed to play in any game they want to play as long as it's basketball anywhere anytime um so if they see a park on the way home they can go play i don't know if that still exists it did they exist can play like in the drew league during the summer yes exactly exactly like that, yeah. exactly and i don't know that those exist anymore and i don't know if those exist in our contracts but it just made me happy that he loved playing so much that he was out there playing at hpc uh on like a Wednesday night or Tuesday night or whatever when awesome. we had a game that Saturday. <laughs> I changed my mind. I think the uh, the LA Force players playing at home on a Saturday and then at a cash game on Sunday is actually good because it's for the love of the game. That's that's adorable, Matthew. <laughs> um, Matthew, we have two left. Um, two guys that played multiple seasons. Take me through the first one. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do Colin Stripling. Uh, two seasons, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Uh, he scored one goal, had three assists in 49 matches. 20 of those uh, were clean sheets. Wow. Jay, Ellie, take me through some Colin Stripling thoughts. Yeah, definitely my favorite Colin moment. All, there's a lot. I think he's a hilarious guy. But whenever we, me, Pete, and Reed, Pete, and I uh, did the crossbar challenge, and he stepped up and hit it and just kind of was like a boss about it and like went back. like <laughs> You know he was like, he wasn't being quiet but he wasn't like going like crazy about it because typically during the video everybody will kind of surround you and like go crazy and his he did he like put his arms out and ran but it was more of a like yeah i knew i was gonna do that shit hell yeah (laughs) Uh, that's one of my favorite moments though he's an awesome guy hell yeah um by the way if you want to listen to colin stripling's um soccer journey you can go back to episode 75 with just matthew by the way Whoa! According to this, that must be I think gym. Matthew sat down by himself. Oh, it was it was me with Colin and Alex. McGrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did happen. Gym of a pod. Well, whiskey and Medella were there. I think. Oh, oh that counts. That counts. That's, that definitely counts. Ellie, do you have any uh, memories to share? I just watching him play was really fun. Like he was one of those players that I was just like I'd turn around and if like he was one I could immediately spot and I'd like almost ten times out of ten I'd turn around and be like he would be you know taking someone on I'd be like oh wow, okay, so this is happening right now. I know what's going on, where we're at, and what's... And it was really fun to just, like, get to turn around, and I could, like, okay, so we're... Great, cool, fun. He just took someone down. Nice. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, physical play, for sure. I think it's really fun is is Colin, and, and JP as well on the other side, like, really allowed us to play how we wanted to play, mm-hmm. which was to to... 
you know, have have a traditional back four and defense, but also have help for Richard, especially in uh, if, if there was a turnover in the attacking third and we were, you know, trying to stop a, a counterattack from from occurring at all, or uh, just someone to help with the tempo of 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 kind of quickly get that ball from one side of the field to the other. Um, he was he was in, incredibly good in in possession for us. And I mean, like every every player matters, right? Um, uh, to be able to do what you want to do, but I, I thought I thought Collins' ability to be a center back at times, a right back at times, and a defensive midfielder at times was uh, was just so important to be able to plug into that position and and really own that side of the field uh, and allow and allow the attacking players to have a little bit more freedom, stay a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, try to get themselves into some two on one scenarios like, and he was just there doing three positions at the same time. Yeah. Um, just so important for the team. And, and it's been an incredibly important part of the team for, for two years now. And uh, yeah, it's about time for you to take one from me. Um, yeah. I could not agree more with all of that. Uh, additionally, I will say on the field, he really passed the vibe check. Like he played really hard with a lot of like, I don't know, edge to him, and nobody loves a Rondo more than that guy for being a big former midfielder, now center backs, now converted right back, like lumbering in a good way, but like a big guy. Bing, 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 on the ball. Ball never bounces if you watch him like play the ball. It always skims across the surface, like really clean touches, and he loves a Rondo, loves to receive in pressure, turn out, and then like play short and then have it back to him. I mean, he just... That only emphasizes what Matt said about how if him and JP were playing really good on the outside, on either side, the team got to play the, the way that they wanted to. He was really special. I think in a lot of ways he was the key to make taking us to a new level, not to setting our floor, because yeah. I, you know, guys like Aiden and Anatoly and Rich and Marcus really set our floor this season, and Jean set our floor overall, and I guess JP. Anyway, a lot of players set our floor. <laughs> I just keep naming players one at a time. <laughs> Literally everybody. Um, <laughs> But he really he really helped set our ceiling along yeah. with our wingers. It was him and the wingers that really like showed how far we could go. Um, and so, man, I will miss him. I will miss the the post game hugs. No one, um, no one on this year's team gives a better post game hug. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm feel like I'm the personal judge of those. I give lots of big hugs after games, uh, wins or losses. Like Colin is is a great dude, and yeah, I'll miss him. And and I he's 29. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to pop up in another team. You know, this is kind of the age, and I'm not suggesting he needs to call it quits because he played at a very high level this year. He could play another couple of years, I'm sure, at a high level. But also, this is the age that a lot of guys call it quits. So like, what's he going to do? I'm very interested to see where he goes. Does he, you know? take that that big chiseled jaw and go be mm-hmm. a, uh, a mm-hmm. guy in the professional world or does he go you know chase that dream some more I don't know but I'm interested to see where it goes Colin thank you for two magical years man one one other thing I, I think that it's important to point out about a player like Colin is you know he played a couple years in in league one uh, for I think Greenville and for Tucson and one of those years was 2020 so kind of a covid weird type type year but like he wasn't particularly used uh, effectively for, for what his game is. And I, I I think you see this a lot with, with players that are in and out of teams in and out of maybe different leagues and and kind of how the league's style and how they play. But, you know, he really, this is a guy that like was, was very, very close. And he mentioned this in the, in the interview we did with him last year, he was very, very close to quitting soccer period. 
uh, and went to one last tryout, which was before the Stumptown fall season. Mm-hmm. And just one more time, otherwise I'm taking this, this job in, in New York. And Rod's like, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm looking for. And then, you know, he comes over, comes over with Rod here for two years and is an integral part of the team, yep. uh, central to how we want to play. And, and that's a guy that was written off by, by other clubs that, Oh, you're not that good. You don't really fit. And, and then he becomes like one of our most impactful core. players, yeah. core players. Totally. Um, Guy wore the captain's armband a few times. Yeah, when- exactly. And I, I think, and I think people look at some people, probably not listeners of this podcast, hopefully not, might look at you know, well, League One's better than the Nisa. Nah, they're very different leagues. The teams are looking for different things. It doesn't make you a bad player. It just means you're different from what all those teams like to play, which is not with the ball. Going incredibly good with the ball, and it it helped make us to be as successful as we were these last two seasons. Yep. So. Hundred percent, Matthew. This is uh, no offense to everybody else, but this is probably the hardest one. Uh, take us this last one. Why he didn't do anything? No, didn't do anything at all other than break all the break all the records. What is Give there to say the about Marcus Nagelstad? Three seasons: 2021, 2022, 2023. Fifty-eight goals, sixteen assists, and eighty-seven matches. Those. Excuse me. Those eighty-seven matches. Rough math here. You've got Zaka. You've got Juan. Uh, you've got Richie. Richard's now third on the list all time. I think Luke is still fourth now, and that I think Marcus is fifth all time in appearances mm, for wow. CFC. That's surprising to me. Just it came so fast. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's the club's leading scorer. He's going to be fifth in appearances. Uh, assist in 16 is going to put him down in probably maybe still top 10, but like right, right at the bottom of the top 10. Um, but like he's a goal scorer. So you think about the goals and obviously there's a volume of goals, but think about like, like the magnitude of some of those goals just from the season. Uh, I mean, he scored in eight straight league games this year. And then, you know, he also scored in four, I think four straight, Savannah, Rochester, Savannah, and Club de Leon to end the regular season. Um, Golden Boot twice, two times in a row. Two-time Golden Boot winner in Nisa. And by the, oh, by the way, last year, Golden Boot and Golden Ball, and he didn't play the first five games or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, three so, or four. Something like three that. Games. Yeah. No, I mean, like, he's just, he's he's obviously done. I mean, like, he he's a first ballot Hall of Legend. When when he hangs him up, well, just we're saying goodbye now, and and I'm, I don't think there's gonna be a clock on him continuing to play somewhere. Like three years are up, like putting this guy in the hall in the hall of legends, right? Like he's he's Mount Rushmore for us, uh, and he's been a big a big part of what we've been able to do the last the last few years um, with two different coaches, really two different styles of play, completely different styles of play. Uh, so productive either way. Yep. Yeah, he's just a he's just a fox in the box, a goal scorer, and he's turned up in in, in huge moments, um, iconic moments. Club de Leon at home, uh, the the free kick to to tie the game, or uh, the free kick against Maryland this year at home uh, in that in that one one nil game. 
Or when he scored the game-winning, or not game-winning, but when he scored the PK against Michigan and then got on the ground and went. <laughs> <laughs> that was, no, that was a game-winning PK. Yeah, it was a okay, good, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was a big uh, of the game. <laughs> maybe the most worthwhile red card of all time. I think it, Who didn't get red card? Suspension. He got a suspension for it, but it wasn't a red card. Damn good gif. Yeah, it was. And fuck me. Off of that. I mean, like, just this this is not gonna include um this will not include goals that were scored in the independent cup uh over the last three seasons. Um but like you wanna go know how many goals he scored in his entire like professional career? It's gotta be like two hundred something. Some crazy number. Uh, I'm going to try to make sure there's no college goals in here. And I don't see any. Uh, 160. Plus the Independent Cup. It's a lot of goals. Yeah, it's a ton of goals. So, And he definitely scored one last year Bucks in the Independent and Cup. And he scored like, I don't know, like four or something like that in 2021. Yeah. Like 165 goals in his professional career. Yeah. Well, until we had Decent. him. And that's not even including friendlies or anything like that. Like Until yep. we had him come in, I'd never felt the most comfortable in our striking, like whenever we were moving forward. But as soon as we had them, the first couple goals, it was just like you could tell how clinical and how different he was from the strikers that we had come from. Or really, it, he it was that whole system with what we were doing at the time. But it was just a breath of fresh air being like, oh, okay, this guy knows how to bag it. Mm-hmm. This is what we freaking needed. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) your turn. (laughs) I, I mean, he's had so many iconic moments. It's hard to pick just one. I, I loved almost any time that he got a free kick, getting to turn around and just breathe for a second and being like, okay, we have a goal coming now. Everyone let's get ready to celebrate. Like it became a running joke in my household. If we'd watch the games, like he would get a free kick, and we would look where it would go, and we'd go, "Okay, so Marcus is gonna have a game. Is gonna have a goal. Um, just give it a few minutes. Like we're just, we know this is gonna happen, and we would all just kind of sit back and go, "Yep, th- there it is. That that's it." Um, and then I mean, he's had some iconic celebrations. The celebration with he and Rod is, I, yeah. yeah, I want a sticker of it. Um, I don't know. I we got to do that. I got to design that one day. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you got to draw that one. <laughs> um, but he's had so many iconic moments that it's it's so hard to pick just one. And he's such a nice guy too. On top of that, like every time he'd come to to the bar afterwards, he'd be like, he passed the vibe check in my book. I don't know yeah. if um, different vibes, but for different sure. Vibes, but yeah. Also, you know where he passes the vibe check? Twitter. Oh my gosh, I love his Twitter account. Yeah. It's golden. We were, I think it was the last podcast I was on. Before the semifinal, we were talking about it, and I remember being like, "Yeah, he doesn't miss. He he's really an absolute doesn't. straight shooter, dude. He is an unreal Twitter follow." My favorite is the one um, after I think the Maryland game where they acute where the uh, the Bobcats fans accused him of flopping, and he took a picture in Target or Walmart, <laughs> Walmart with yeah. a Tide with a box of Tide. And then they like went after the Walmart or the Target afterwards. And I was like, what? Do you really think you're going to win this argument? Like he's Twitter gold. There's no way you're going to like, he's going to roast you for this. Like, let's just take a step back. You've lost already. Don't keep going. 
And then he did. And then he completely roasted them afterwards. I was they, like, they went after him. They're like, what kind of, you know, backwards ass Walmart is that with all the messy shelves or whatever else? And he's like, the one closest to your stadium. <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing, too, is, is like he could do that and know that, like, the moment anybody else said anything, that you guys would just ratio whoever that was that he was arguing with. For sure. But just also, like, have his back. he, he also didn't, didn't need help. He, he didn't, didn't need it. Know. Unlike most, where, like, you're like, where are my friends at? Where are my friends who agree yeah. with me? He didn't, like, he could have done that for sure but he didn't need to because he was like it was like well i can't he just took a f- elon musk flame flower to these guys yeah. like you know they're they got nothing i responded many a time to a marcus tweet with just the oof <laughs> the oof size meter <laughs> oh so good man i'm gonna yeah. miss him on the field um i can't do a lot more um than you guys have already said because he has so many he has more on the field moments more big on the field moments than any player in cfc history yeah i mean goals are the the biggest moments and he has more than anyone else um, I'll miss him off the field, man. Um, I'll miss him off the field a lot. Yeah, solid guy. Yeah, awesome dude. Seeing him and the dogs walking around, um, getting to chat with him a little bit. Last off, uh, two off seasons ago, we had coffee, chatted a little bit. Um, they actually stayed in one of our Airbnbs for for a little part of the off season while they were figuring out what they what was going on and like where the next career steps were. And man, I got to see Marcus a lot. I got to see him, you know, a few times a week. And I don't know, man. I'll just. I see him training kids out of the HPC. I see him riding his bike. I think you saw him yesterday, Jay. You said um, he's a regular at at Needloves, or at least he's absolutely a regular at Needloves <laughs> because I've seen him in there twice now. Um, and then I'm not there that often, right? So, yeah, it's just I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him on the field. We're gonna miss him on the field. There's, I mean, I I obviously like soccer's a business, and for whatever reason, for him and for the club, this is where it ended. Um, I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I'm hoping that if things don't work out, that maybe he gets back in preseason again with us and maybe he he can be back. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's like what my heart wants um, <laughs> because my brain knows that this is the part of soccer that sucks yeah. where you have to say goodbye to your heroes. And, and in this club, at this club, those heroes can also be your friends. Yeah. And uh, but this is not goodbye permanently. This is see you later. See you around. See you soon. And man, I I can't wait to see what Marcus does next. If it's not in a blue shirt and wherever it is, you know, going to be pulling for him and and wanting only the best for him. Hundred percent. Well, uh, let's wrap this this guy up. I think we've done as good a justice as we can. Thank you guys. We're not kidding when we say once a blue, always a blue. We're so grateful for all of you. Um, you make Chattanooga what it is, and Chattanooga Football Club. Um, you are an integral part of making it bigger than just a football club. So thank you. We love you, and we'll catch up with you soon. Peace.